Welcome everybody to Beaver Does Movies, and it's that time again. It's a time where Mike, who is unfortunately on a sabbatical right now, he is traveling the coast of Africa to discover himself and fight lions. That was the last thing he said to me. Now, we decided to get the third seat, the third man of the Beaver Does Movies podcast universe. I don't think it's a universe, but I'm going to say it anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only indigenous filmmaker extraordinaire, directed The Spider, The Dark Forest. I mean, that Unless that Alan, unless Alan Smith eat that. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just, I'm just, just a, for those listeners, there's just a running joke between me and James about, yeah, The Dark yeah. Forest. It's also <laughs> Spider, Never Trust a Stiff, uh, Lost Moccasin documentary. Oh, Kevin Chevy, a wrestler. Yes, documentary on yes. YouTube. I, I had the whole list on my head, but I was too busy okay. <laughs> joking just, about the dark forest. Yeah, I gotta give a shout out to to Mike. Say hi, like how are things? <laughs> your 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 guest? Did I say Mike? Oh, oh, Mike, my co-host, Mike. I'm like, which yes. Mike? I, I, I'm like, you just say a Mike. Yeah, say, Mike, just, Mike is on Mike? a uh, what? Yeah, yeah, he's on a sabbatical. So I just give, I just give a yeah. shout out to him. He's fighting lions on the continent to uh, discover himself. He's watched too many bad movies, as he was telling me, and he needs to go discover <laughs> himself and become a real man. So maybe by the time he comes back, he'll be a true man, it's according open, to him. Open up a spot here for me on the show. So yeah, yes. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> Mike exits, Roger enters. <laughs> that sounds like a bad movie already. <laughs> <laughs> especially, especially in England, because when you get Rogered, that's pretty much someone had sex with you. So it's kind of messed up. <laughs> I gotta figure out why. Why did? Why is my name Roger? <laughs> there you kidding. go. I gotta, well, I gotta explore that. <laughs> and here's the thing: you're a two-time best Roger on the Beavers Awards. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I you, you've upgra- you upgraded this year too. You're the best returning guest. Right you, on. You unseated Stefan this year. Right on. He well, was the previous winner. And then he, here comes Roger. She, fuck that shit. It's mine now. <laughs> well, Stefan's big time now, right? So he has he his is, own morning TV, morning radio show TV show. What am I talking about? That's yeah. Adeline. Adeline has her own TV show. You can see my former partners are all gone on to success. And, I, and here you are on Beaver Does Movies. movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wait, wait, make me feel special, dude. <laughs> hey, I mean, this is a great show. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know. Everyone. <laughs> Self-deprecation, that's what it's all about. <laughs> so, Roger, as is tradition, you, you already know it like the back of your hand. Have you seen any movies lately? Um, uh, The last movies I saw were the last week. I was just sharing a story earlier about how I uh, canceled my <laughs> Super Channel subscription because I, I paid an extra month for it, but I wasn't watching. Anyways, so the last week I watched all these movies off uh, Super Channel. I watched um, Super Size Me 2, um, where he opens up a chicken restaurant. A chicken, yeah. is, that, is that a chicken restaurant? Yeah, yeah his body right? couldn't, couldn't handle what happened last time. So he yes. decided to make his own chicken restaurant. Yes, you, and I it, think... For the people that have not heard of what Super Size Me is, it's about a guy who eats uh, nothing but McDonald's for 30 days. Yes, watch Super Size Me and then watch Super Size Me too. Yeah. It's actually good, good, uh, good evening right there. But it was uh, it's very interesting. So I watched that one and um, uh, 
I watched, uh, no, no, I just went blank on my, okay. So I watched, I'm going to have to look this up. I have a good thing. You watched Love in a 45. If you, if you want me to tell Love in a 45, I'm going to mention that last, but let me mention this one next. Okay. So I watched a movie also. I also watched a movie called alone across the Arctic. Okay. That's the one. And, um, yeah, she has a companion book on to, to go with that. Uh, I think it's the same name. <laughs> oh God! Alone, alone in the Arctic or something. Adam Schultz is his name, but um, I should have his book somewhere because I, I, you know, I go on my book runs for when we were allowed to go out to go for yeah. to go out to stores. Um, pre-pandemic, I bought his book and it's on my reading list. To it's on my to-read list. I got all these movies to watch and these books to read. So, uh, speaking uh, of books, I actually just recently got the Bruce Campbell book. Cool. Is that the the biography one where it talks about his career as a B movie actor? And what, yes, yes, I have, you know, I haven't, I haven't got that book. I don't think I read it, but is it the one with um, a, a chin like his or something it's called? Uh, if chins could kill or something chin, along. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It, it's, it's talking about his chin, but apparently some <laughs> of the stories he says about Sam Raimi is hilarious. Yeah. So I decided to grab it. I also grabbed the book version of what's that movie with David Cronenberg as a villain. <clears throat> Cabal. Nightbreed. Yes, I grabbed Cabal. It, it, was okay. on se- it was on sale for four bucks. I decided to okay. grab. But anyway, so let's talk about Love in the 45. <laughs> oh, uh, wait, wait. I got So I watched uh, Alone Across the Arctic. Definitely there we go. It. It, was, it was interesting. And I watched uh, Danny Trejo's documentary, uh, Inmate Number One. I believe, yeah. that's a, I believe that's what it's called. Um, How was that? There, it, was, it, was really, it was really good. It was, it was interesting to kind of see his, uh, his beginnings. And I heard, I heard bits and pieces of his, his story, how he started. And uh, I remember what what was uh, his first. I like his one story about how he got into acting. I guess he was because he he did boxing when yeah. he was young. So uh, I think it was uh, Runaway Train was his first where he made his first appearance. And they asked uh, at the time they were like, um, "Hey, can you be a boxer for this guy and help like help their actor, help their star, you know, uh, with this scene?" And he and they're like, "Okay, how much does it pay?" And what did he? he they said four hundred dollars. And he's like, how bad do you want this guy beat? <laughs> I love Danny Trejo, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that was a funny story, but I think he was talking about Eric Roberts. So when Eric Roberts was starting out, so yeah, um, but but he started on that film, and then you know it, it it was interesting. If you like, if you're a Danny Trejo fan, I mean, I follow him on, on my Instagram, and like uh, I really liked the story. It was really good. So yeah, um, definitely watch that. He's had 398 movie credits to his name. <clears throat> yes, so. <laughs> I saw that. He's like, more, and he says this in the documentary more than the Duke because he he looked up, he was a fan of the Duke. Yeah. So, um, and uh, the other movie. Oh yeah, yes. Oh, keep going. No, I was just well. The next one was Love and Forty Five, and I couldn't believe like, I I, I want to say this, but I don't want to say I don't want it to come across disrespectfully or or, or inappropriately. But Renee Zellweger was in this film. I think it was her first film. Wow, she was. I'm, she still is, but she's like in her fifties now. Yeah. But I was like, wow, where was where, I've never seen this film, and I just thought, wow, like I can tell why she became a star. Like it just, she was great. She was great in the role, and you know, if I was a teenage kid again, I'd be like, whoa, who's that beautiful woman? Yeah. Oh, th- let me just say that. But it really does remind <laughs> me of Cameron Diaz in The Mask. Yeah. Like she was really attractive in that movie, and like she still is, but that was like. It felt like that was her peak attractiveness. Well, when you see the film and you see these actors when they start, you're like, "Wow!" Like for me, I was like, "Is that that's Renee Zellweger? What? What? Yeah. What? You know?" And this is Renee Zellweger, who Jerry Maguire and Cole Mountain. She wants just Oscar-winning 
you know, Oscar winning Renee Zellweger. And I was just like, I was taken aback because I hadn't seen this film before. So to see her in this type of role, I was like, whoa. Yeah, for one, she's great in it. I think she mm. she did the best in the whole film. Yeah, and she wasn't the the star of the film, but she was definitely stand a standout of the film. But she was definitely a standout of. Did I say that wrong? She was a standout of the film, but she wasn't yeah. the star of the film. She, the movie is very reminiscent of True Romance. Yes, so it's very much like that. Ready to go? It also has Gil Bellows, who if you don't know who he is, he's been you as soon as you see him, you know him. I know him first as Billy from. Ali McNeil. Okay. But the main guy I want to talk about is Dinosaur Bob himself. <laughs> Jeffrey <laughs> Jeffrey Coombs, who is one of my favorite character actors ever mm-hmm. because he's just so good. Mm-hmm. He He's played like six or seven different Star Trek characters. Okay. And he's amazing. My favorite f- role of his is the Frighteners. Okay. And it's that one, and then there's also Reanimator. If you ever seen that with with uh, Brian Usner, yes, I'm just thinking. <laughs> Probably just. just... Mm, you yes. okay? You okay? I'm okay. <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm thinking. Like, mm. You okay? I was gonna cough there too, so I didn't want to cough. Just, just move backwards then. I'm not editing this one out. I'm just gonna. It's just. It's I'm gonna be Rod, Roger battling the cough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're, we're, James can see me because we're talking on camera. You'll hear this on the audio, but he's not seeing myself. So I'm, I'm about to cough, but I'm thinking, and I look like I'm gonna pass out. I guess it, he thinks I'm gonna pass out. I'm just like, it, it did look like you're gonna pass out. <laughs> I'm trying not to be rude. <laughs> you're thinking of Reddy Zellweger too much. <laughs> oh my goodness, the blood's you, r- rushing from the overhead. <laughs> so, Renee Zellweger, if I saw, I like, she made me shy. Just, I was like, <laughs> holy man, I was like, is that award Academy Award winning Renee Zellweger? Whoa, like. Wow, she went from this to doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, I know. And then you know the early films, but you see these stars making those those early roles. It's always interesting, and because I've never seen Love and Forty Five, but yeah, I checked it out because I, honestly, I did see her on the cover. It's like, oh, she was. What is this film? It's one of those road trip crime films from the nineties that that were all all the rage back then. Like I said, and true events. Yes, and it's unfortunate because I think it was filmed around the same time, but it came out last, so it, it got it got a bad rap about being a copy a copycat yes but it was filming at the same time and the other films like pulp fiction and, and um true romance they all came out just before just prior to that it also has a bit of natural born killers to it as well yes that too um with some of the editing definitely definitely uh, overall we're not talking about that movie today but i say i'll say overall though i can understand why it didn't do as good as it should have been no uh, but i will say renee zellweger wow <laughs> she, just, she stood out for me. Her acting, I mean, her acting, but she was very, yeah. She's the, yeah, she's very pretty. I'll just, <laughs> if I can say that, I'm not I gonna be insulted. No, no worries, my name. Rude. <laughs> you can talk about someone's attractiveness, you know, as long as you're not like rude about it. You're just saying that, you know, she was very pretty. So, but she was. I, uh, funny, <laughs> funny aside on that one, I actually did an episode on mm. this movie. Did but the, uh, the issue was I had like some mic problems, so I will not release it. Not anymore. Anyway, I, I used to wear, oh, it shut, sounds shit. Get it out. Now I'm actually being selective on what I want. And uh, that's the only time I've actually had to cancel it uh, because I set up the wrong mic. So it was coming from my camera 
instead of my microphone. So maybe maybe one That's, day I'll maybe yeah. one day I'll launch that and uh, let people listen to it. I but, totally understand that though. But it's not yeah. going to be a number. You had to buy bad audio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, here we are. We're going to give you our two minute review. Eleven to forty five. It's six point oh on uh, IMDb. Directed <laughs> by CM Talkington. Uh, Gil, Be- did you say Jill or Gil? Gil, Gil, Gil Bellows, yeah. Rory Cochran, as I say, is great. Crocheting Cochran, yeah. who was also in what's his name's film? <laughs> I get the kidding. I'm just like, what's his name's film? I'm looking at it now. <laughs> yes, he was in that. He was in that. Um, Days and Confused, yep, yeah, along with Renee Zellweger and Renee Zellweger. Yeah, my goodness, anyway. Renee Zellweger just very pretty. That's all I gotta say. I mean, she was a griddle, we're looking right her cows. I, I, I swear. If people did a drinking game and every time I say it, that, that she's pretty, they'll be dead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just, yeah, I'm sorry. I, just, it's okay. it's just, I was shocked. I was just, I didn't know that was she was in the film, but I was like, whoa, that's her. Like, I'm, re- I'm regretting. That'd be award winning. I was like, wow. I'm regretting asking you what movies you watch because it's just you st- standing, Renny Zellweger. You know what I mean? It's just you just talking about how. Pr- Coming soon, everybody, to the Beavis Movies Network. This film Roger loves Renee. Yeah, we're just, 19, we're just watching Renee. film. That, Renee Zellweger in a 1994 film. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. No, no. So the uh, Beavis <laughs> Movies, Roger loves Renee. Where it's just Roger <laughs> reviewing Renee Zellweger movies. In this film, she, it just, she really stood out for me in this film. Do you watch Jerry Maguire? And she looks, you know, it just it, it's just a reflection. And Cold yeah. Mountain is one of her, her Academy Award winning movies. But just you, her range, I guess you could say. She could play. I'm loving how you just keep going on about Renee <laughs> yeah, I know. Zellweger. I, get, I got to stop this. It's just, okay. So we're not here to talk about her. So shout out uh, to Renee. Uh, God damn! <laughs> I'm afraid to bring her off again because thank you're just you, gonna be like you for surprising me. And you know what? She was really good at Bridget Jones's diary as well. She was fantastic. She was very good in that. Hey, that's no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so we're here to talk about Mega Force tonight's tonight's special Mega Force deeds, not words. You, you you can't actually say it. You actually can't say the title. You have to go. Mega Force, Mega Force, because that's the only way that does it proud. Mega but Force, Mega Force. There you go. Yeah, it's like uh, when you when you're uh, every time you see Mega, you have to say Force, like, Mega Force. Yeah, <laughs> and like kind of pump your fist in the air. It's gonna well. pump you up, like it's just yeah. like when you're walking down. When I'm walking to Seven Eleven, I'll be like Mega Force, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. And then people will be walking by me, like what the hell's like they talking about? And then if you hear that Roger got mugged, you know why? Because he was chanting Mega Force, <laughs> Mega Force. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll come back with a with a little gang of Megaforce uh, soldiers. <laughs> but you kind of form motorcycles, so you have bicycles. Yeah, you'll be like hey, Roger. Don't call me Roger. Call me Roger Ace Hunter. <laughs> Ace Boyer. Oh my! I'm, I'm looking at the poster. Deeds, not words. I'll have that tattooed on my arm. <laughs> God damn! And of course, the anthem, tattoo. The anthem would be the Megaforce song. Yeah. that song is awesome that's because i used your to, 80s i used to listen to uh, a podcast that did a lot of bad movies and for the interludes they would pick songs from these bad movies and one time they picked megaforce I'm like, that is the greatest song in the history of songs <laughs> and i never knew what it was attached to but of course it's megaforce so look at me go eh yeah, so I'm going to talk about some brass tacks right now. I'm going to talk about like the 
the information about Megaforce. So this was directed by former stuntman Hal Needham. Mm-hmm. Music by Gerard Emel. It's 99 minutes long. It is a co-production between Hong Kong and United States. Roger, question of the day. Is that Raymond Raymond Chow? I wish he's a budget. That's not the question I, I was going to ask. If that's Raymond Chow. I'm asking how much is the budget? Uh, 20 million. You, you, you actually got the Wikipedia in front of you, don't you? <laughs> oh, no, I you want me to guess? You, just, uh, <laughs> you, you guess you, you've already just said it was 20 million because you got the Wikipedia in front <laughs> of you. I can't go back. You, you can't take it back. I can't edit it. Actually, I could, but guess what? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> well, I, I noticed first thing Raymond Chow and Golden Harvest, and they made a lot of the um, Hong Kong martial arts action films that I loved. So I recognize that, that right away. So And Hal, Hal Needman is a director and directed Smoking Abandoned. So. Yes. And so f- funny enough, this movie was part of the initiative from Golden Harvest to break the West. Yes. And movies included High Road to Ch- China, the Protector, I know that one. and a little independent movie called Blade Runner. Really? Yeah, Blade Runner is included in the initiative to try and break the West. They funded quite a bit of this movie, of uh, Blade Runner. That's interesting. Good so, and, and you can kind of see that in like the design. I mean, it brings a lot of like Chinese designs to, to that world. <laughs> Well, it was a lot of the, well, what I recognized was that 80s graphics. <laughs> yes, yes. So let's, let's begin. Uh, and where else do you begin? Ace Hunter. Yeah. Okay. When he, when he fucking enters, it's the most badass entrance in the history of badass entrance. <laughs> it's, it, it's him flanked with two others. He's popping wheelies, using his guns, and blowing these like it looks like medicine balls filled with explosives. Well, he's showing off for uh, I guess the the daughter of the president of uh, Republic of Sardin. I yeah, because there's about to be a war breaking out, and that's why they want to get Megaforce. I, you know what? I was lost in the movie with that with those <laughs> outfits. Those outfits made me like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that. especially every, every time Ace Hunter was on the screen. That. <laughs> That moose knuckle that he was hiding. God damn. Dude, that, oh. that, uh, that headband he had on. Oh. You know. I want to, I'm actually looking, I'm actually going to commission myself one. And that's going to be a regular. <laughs> you're going to be wearing regular... that the next time I see you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're planning to come around to mine to go to pick something up. So yes. <laughs> you might see me with that, with my headband. You bring that, but I heard the the stock of headbands back. Blue headbands went up when this movie came out. Oh God, damn it! And as they should. So the the thing. I don't, all, I don't know. I'm kidding. And so the thing also, he does this uh, bike stunt over the car. Yeah. Well, and, so well, that, what I found was hilarious was they come up. They all of a sudden they stop because I hear that sound, and they said they're not supposed to move because they hear that sound going on. And then Ace Hunter and his his his, his bike bike buddies come out of nowhere and start blowing up balloons with rocket launchers from their motorcycle. And then Ace is doing all these crazy stunts and then comes out of nowhere with with uh jumps over their, their vehicle. Like who wouldn't be impressed with that? And you know what it reminds me of? You ever seen like the modern Bollywood movies, like the action movies, where they have the badass main character make an entrance? 
just some of the just the YouTube clips. Yes, <laughs> you, know, but you know what I mean. Like, especially that one cop who's just sitting on the roof of his car as it flies up in the air, and then he stands up and then just lands perfect. Hair is perfect. <laughs> he has a gun in his hand. He just looks perfect. That's what it reminded me of, because. Oh. They really tried to make Ace Hunter the ultimate badass in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Even the enemy is best friends with him. If yes. You, if yes, you, I remember that. If you remember uh, the main villain, oh, Guerrero. I saw that. I'm like, what? wait, what? Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I was expecting a twist where the people that hired them were actually the bad guys. Yes, that's and then what they I thought was happening. But it turns out, no, they're all just fuckheads and they're caught in the middle of this. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't hire Megaforce and then, you know, and then expect them not to react because they blew up their helicopter at the end. <laughs> exactly. So here's my here's my question. And I want you to answer this. Uh, at least I'm not talking the entire time. Okay. Roger, what is the Megaforce? Uh... <laughs> it's a it's an it's a secret international so uh, group of soldiers who keep the peace yeah and their and their army is full of every peaceful nation across the world gives them their best soldiers and their best equipment including for some reason the confederates yes did you see that <laughs> i was like what the wait a minute i mean Dukes of Hazard was big in the eighties, so I, I, yeah. I had no clue anything. What like I still I, I, only recently have I become like more obviously more we've all been more aware of what that means. But yes, back in the day, it was like oh, I always thought that was a Dukes of Hazard design. I was like oh, cool. Yeah, I don't know what that ever meant. Whatever, but yeah. And so, the character's name is Dallas. Oh my goodness, yeah. And it's played but, and it's played by Michael Beck, Swan. Yeah, this is Warriors. Uh, this is his uh, after Warriors role. Yes. Oh man, Michael Beck, you deserve better. Yeah, and especially with <laughs> After this the Warriors. Yeah. After oh the man. Warriors. Like when they introduced him, the whole thing with the hologram. That that whole hologram thing. I'm like, I, I thought that was gonna play out a lot more. Like, it, no, it was just like I, I actually thought that too. I thought they were gonna use that to escape. Okay, they're gonna blah. They're gonna put like because uh, the hologram was the girl on the beach. And, yeah. Uh, so I thought, oh, they're going to use that to, you know, distract the army while they're trying to get through and jump on the airplanes. And it's like, you know, I, uh, sorry for just ruining this for everyone. No, but no, <laughs> hey, it's, it's yeah. the thing. No matter what we say in this podcast today, you've got to see this movie because it's insane. Because no matter what me and Roger say right now, you've got to watch this for yourself just because of how insane and cheesy it is. Words don't do oh, justice. Goodness. And okay, because we're going to go all over the place. What was it with the, that like comic relief guy, the gen, like that random general? Was it the general? I don't know. I thought he. I thought he was. He was kind of the fake. You know how they have that fake leader. I'm thinking of like Iron Man three. Okay, uh, the which, Mandarin kind of thing. Yeah, just to digress, the Mandarin was one of the like a major villain, comic book villain for I Iron Man in the comics, and they made him look like a clown in the he movie. I think he was more of a, like a backup kind of, you know, the guy that you send to like get yeah. smaller jobs done. Well, I thought, well, I thought, that's where I thought he was. I thought he was like, what he thought he was going to be set up. How I, I took it at the beginning, because he was making that big speech and the guy's like, ah, forget it. So the, the movie starts out like that. So he, uh, 
he, he's making this big speech to these people and then the bad guy ace hunter's friend from back in the day uh yeah asked, you know forget this and just and they starts blowing up this this warehouse <laughs> oh like, man i'm like what wait what <laughs> that that was really confusing and especially with him looking like a chinese like military general too especially yeah. especially knowing where the money came from yeah and, and, with, it was just, and like well, with he, the way china is I, I was surprised it wasn't like a chinese warrior in the group well the bad guys i was, it was such a huge reflection on how because his name is Guerrero or Guerrero? Guerrero? Uh, uh, Guerrero. Guerrero. Yeah. So back in the 80s, you saw a lot of If it wasn't Russians, it was. It, 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 we, yeah. if, if it wasn't Russian, it was Middle Eastern. If yeah. it wasn't Middle Eastern, it was Colombians. Yeah. So it all, that's how the bad guys were in the 80s. And, yeah. Um, so I just, I, I, I was like. You could just still tell I'm kind of confused about the plot. Wait, what? Same force. <laughs> I'm like, but, all those cool cars, Megaforce. And now... That's the thing. The plot makes no sense, but the visuals. <laughs> God damn the visual. Let's talk about the vehicles for a second. So the vehicles were designed by William Frederick. Yeah. And it took eight months to build. And they cost a million dollars. And they all worked. Everyone, cool. Every every like cool Megaforce vehicle you saw was a working vehicle and also they they have toys based on this they really wanted this to be a huge success i think the toys you know i remember i remember mega forest from years ago obviously because i think because of the poster and because of the, yeah. the to- i don't know about the toy maybe it wasn't toys i'm gonna look that up right now <laughs> what yeah. do they sell, sell the toys yeah uh, and it's by mattel oh yeah because wasn't didn't mattel also make the clothing yeah mattel made the <laughs> costume in and i swear they probably just use their dolls with how tight some of these costumes were oh man <laughs> especially on uh, ace Hunt- hunter aka barry boswick yes also known as in a bunch of stuff like spin city rock rocky horror you know the guy once you see him yeah he's he's one of those act- a character actor i guess yeah would you, would you consider him a character actor he started off as like wrong. a star, but then he didn't do well, and then he became a character actor. Yeah, I mean, he got top billing in this. Yeah. And, so. Oh, actually, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about some of the stuff Barry Boswick said about this film is certifiably insane. So, we use high-technology <laughs> weapons of the most advanced design, said Boswick. They're still on the drawing board, but they'll be using by the time the movie's out a year later. Boswick claimed the Pentagon tried to stop the movie by withholding 40 army tanks needed for the bigger battle sequences because the movie's strike force was very close to covert CIA strike forces still in existence. You know what's good about this film, Boswick later reflected? It's plausible. We need an international force like this to keep the peace. I wouldn't mind betting that one day there's a real mega force operating somewhere in the world. (laughs) <laughs> like what the fuck does that mean <laughs> well hey there, there probably is a mega force out there <laughs> and so here, here's the thing so two fans of this movie got together and, and they loved it so much they made their own version Where, Team we, America World Police <clears throat> okay by Matt Stone and Trey Parker yeah so pretty much Team America is a remake of Megaforce. <laughs> you know, 
it makes a lot of sense now. It does. <laughs> like watching this, I'm like, holy shit, there's a lot of Team America. And apparently they use quite a few sequences from it. Also, every single tank in this movie is real. They were donated by the Florida, sorry, the Armored Battalion of the Nevada National Guard. Wow. Hey. So all the tanks are real. And my God, I, I, I've got to kiss these people for the amount of <laughs> explosives used in this movie. Oh, you know, that's the one thing about this film, too. There's so many explosions, but only uh, only Ace Hunter fell off his bike. Yeah. Oh, and uh, <laughs> literally. Only one, and only one person died in this movie, like on screen. Who was it's one of the bad guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone else survives. It's like everyone's worried about the mega force. And there's, there was like, and they're like, and they all got away. And you know, you know what? But it was funny. Have you ever watched a movie called Star Crash? I, that's actually a future episode. Okay, so in, in, I'll just quickly say in Star Crash, there's a scene at the end where they're the good guys are like, okay, release the, you know, they're they're sending off their ships to go to, to battle this uh, the bad guys, pretty much. So it's like there was ship after ship after ship after ship after ship, and in Star Crash, right? Yeah. So when I was watching Megaforce, I was like thinking. Like there was motorcycle after vehicle after motorcycle. I was like, how many how many cars did they fit in a small little plane? <laughs> Especially, yeah, yeah. Well, at the end, they kind of abandon their uh, stuff and they just walk on. Yeah, how do you you just abandoning million dollar equipment? And yeah, the the cool thing though was that shot with them all in the desert, flight driving towards the plane, was an actual really nice shot. The one with the smoke. Yeah, where they, the the smoke screen. Yeah, where you see him coming uh, like out of the smoke towards the plane, and you see it from the like, the paint plane's perspective. I'm like, yes, watch actually, the trailer. That's actually, really pretty much. How about, no, no, watch the last. Watch the uh, credits. You have a great song, <laughs> and you have all the best parts. Are you gonna play the song for this? Uh no, because I'll probably get sued. But I, play, can I play a minute of it? Does it work? Will this work? Uh, probably not. Yeah, here we go. I'm going to do some mega forcing pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to that. 80s. Yeah. Okay, that's that. No, I won't do it. I don't want to get you. Here's the thing. I'm going to, I'm going to include a link to the song on Spotify. Okay. In the description, so at least they get some money out of it. Because that, that song deserves more money than anything. It was also co-written by Ace Freely of Kiss. Really? Yes. Well, it makes a lot of sense now. It does make a lot of sense. That, that's why I told you not to play it because you know, you know, uh, what well, kiss the light with their money. Just, just re-edit that backwards. So, I'll uh, be talking backwards. Okay, so let's talk about the romantic subplot, or lack thereof, or what, what was that about? Like the so the the daughter of the daughter of the president of Sar, Sardine Sardine <laughs> Sardine the dot the dot yeah like. Sardan, Sardan, Sardan. I guess say this right again. Sardan, Sardan. We'll just say Sardan. I, don't know. I forget how they say it in the movie. Um, but may, the major. Just say yeah, the major. and she's like in the army. She's a soldier. Yeah, she wants to join the mega force, but yeah, he catches she, he catches feelings. Yes, and she and she wants to join it, and she holds her she holds her own essentially, it, from all the tests that she she puts after. And by the end of it, um, he pretty much says like. You know, I, you could be there, but the reason, the only reason, and she goes, is because I'm a woman. And he's like, no, you know, you did everything right. But the only reason is 
these 60 soldiers trust each other. Yeah. And if you come in there, it's going to mess that up. And she accepts that. And I'm thinking, you just, yeah. like, who's this? Like, you just, she's a soldier, man. <laughs> you know what would have been funny? If he turns to her and goes, we only have enough gas for 60 bikes. <laughs> we, we can't give you a bike because we don't have enough gas. Yeah. It's like 60 soldiers sounds more cool. If you have 61, it's going to be just messed our whole rhythm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a whole, like, pattern and drive and everything like that. And also you're a dame. And we're all we're we're a dudes club, and it would just be awkward when we have our naked showers. So, and it, it was so funny when they 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 go on there, they jumped out of the plane to do the, the parachuting, oh. and it was like a, it was I guess they were trying to uh, it was just reminiscent of Superman, you know, when she's like, can you can you see me fly or can, or can you read my mind? Is that a, is that what it is? This, so there's, when, a, there's a part where he grabs her by the ankles. I'm like, what's he doing? Yeah, it was. And this isn't the film. It's just like, what? Yeah, it was just crazy. And they grab each other's hand. I'm thinking, did they just fall in love? Is this what this whole thing's about? A minute ago, she was like this command and commander. And just like, now she's now they're catching feelings. How is this happening? Maybe it's the ankle crabs. He's like, oh, this man knows what he wants. <laughs> says, Jesus. <laughs> and then I want to ask you something. Did you want to play that game that she was playing? Like the tank game? With the cool ass like neon lights and shit like that. They were way ahead of their curb on, on that. And, uh, yeah, it looked really cool. Curb. So, did. Well, I mean, the, the graphics we have in, in our phones right now are way better. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but yes. So, th- that's when they finally emit love for each other and they use a romantic silhouette. But according, I'm on IMDb right now and there's a little thing. So I'm going to read this out and just listen intently because this is hilarious. In the romantic silhouette scene between Commander Hunter and Marge, or Major Zara, Barry Boswick uses right hand to briefly cast a shadow which resembled his genital in profile. Asked at the time he claimed it was accidental in a 2004 interview with Sight and Sound, the magazine of the British Film Institute, he admitted that he'd been an intentional sl- 